This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. We've seen off more competitors than Kevin Pressman in the 90s. Good evening, afternoon, morning, wherever and whenever you're listening to the show. This is the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. My name is Eddie, I'm your host for tonight, and we are three-handed in the theatre of Shattered Dreams tonight. Um, Not only I as your host, but two other eminently eligible bachelors. Uh, First on the list, it's only Stevie Spence, isn't it? Good evening, Stevie. Good evening, how are you? I'm good, thanks mate, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, been a long time since I've been called an eligible bachelor, but um, always nice to have that. <laughs> it's always good to be a podcast bachelor, because what happens on a podcast stays on a podcast. Stays on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe you'll be swiping right on Stevie, uh, and if he doesn't tickle your fancy, then I'm 100% sure that my second guest will. It's Simon Jinx, how are you doing, mate? I'm alright, buddy. How are you? Good evening to you all. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? We've got a... Uh, uh, it's always good to have a happy podcast, isn't it? When the Wednesday has picked up three points. Um, we were just saying before we started tonight that it's a bit of a funny one because usually, uh, just like Frank Lampard observed, that the Champions League comes in two parts, uh, the qualifiers and then the knockouts, which was uh, a unique viewpoint that no one has ever come up with before. Um the Wednesday week usually comes in two parts. We talk about things that have happened in the past um, and we talk about the game that is coming up in the future. But it's international <laughs> break week. So we've got a little bit to talk about of the former and very little of the latter. So uh, hopefully we won't prattle on too long. Um, so let's go back. Uh, what are we on now? Tuesday night. So it's four days. Wednesday, back at home after... A kind of funny week and a week that probably has summed up our season thus far. A really good performance and a really, really inadequate performance. Um, going into the Wigan game, Stevie, how how are you feeling? Did you do you feel that this was a chance to to really stake our claim and get back on the front foot, or were you fearing the worst um, after what we'd seen against Hull? Um, 
Do you know what? On paper, it was one of those games where you, you'd expect to go in there and get three points. But uh, as you just said, you, you, you have the Middlesbrough game where you, you, you're riding high, you're on the crest of a wave, you go in there, you, you fall one up at half-time, and then you go into that thinking, crikey, uh, we're going to go into the whole game. Uh, surely we'll get something out of that. And um, obviously it goes the other way. And it's it's it's... Uh, a little bit swings and roundabouts isn't it so it's one of those where when you get to the Wigan game I had no idea what to expect I didn't know what to think um, Wigan or Wigan um, bang average side we should be turning them over so you're sitting there on a Saturday thinking it wouldn't surprise me if they went and got a, a scrappy goal halfway through the second half and, and turned us over um, I'm just really really thankful that at the end of the game we managed to get three points out of it to be honest with you so, so in terms of the team selection, um, I, I don't think there were necessarily surprises, but I suppose if there's one name on the team sheet that people weren't necessarily expecting, um, it was Joe Pellipessi starting the game. Um, Sai, was that, was that something that, that came as a shock, or do you think it was just a function of the fact that uh, we needed role players in that midfield and um, you know with with Sam Hutchison being suspended uh, and bizarrely in the commentary box uh, if you've watched the, the YouTube <laughs> yes. highlights or, or yes. if you were yes. on uh, iFollow um, you know Pelle Pessi hasn't really featured recently so how much of a shock was it to see him in the team and how do you think that affected the balance of the side? You, you you obviously saw that the, there was going to be an enforced change because of Hutch um, being suspended. Um, and I think there's been a quandary, hasn't there, down that right-hand side of, of who do we play, who can play in there. We've, we're, and so Luongo coming in wasn't a surprise, but Pelopesi was. But I actually like Pelopesi. I, I think I think he, he improved. The trouble was that he was signed by a certain manager, wasn't he? And I think he's. Uh, I think uh, because he was was he not Joss's only signing? Yeah, I'm I think he sure. was, wasn't he? Certainly permanent signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so unfortunately, as that tainted him, he came into a side um, that struggled for a while and, and never really sort of put his place in it. He came in with a lot of pomp and circumstance, didn't he? As well that. He had been captain of the team he'd come from, scored a lot of goals. So we were expecting somebody probably a little bit better than what we thought we were going to get. I actually like him, and I actually thought he had a really good game as well. Uh, yeah, and it was interesting to see him almost kind of slot back into the role that we've seen. You know, when he's had really good games for Wednesday, he's been playing that exact same role. And, and you know, certainly in a yes. 4-3-3, it seems to suit him, yeah. doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It, it, you know what? I thought he came on towards the end of last season under under the man who can't be named. <laughs> I thought he really sort of found himself a decent place in the side. And, and, and I was looking forward to him coming back. Um, and, and and he and he filled that role well, which let Luongo then move forward, and 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 I was suitably impressed by him as well. I I, I thought that he he got himself into some good positions, and and obviously got the goal as well, which was him getting forward. Which you know that we're, we're lacking goals, aren't we, from midfield? And 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 he he sort of brought that in. There was certainly in that yeah, first I'm, I'm half, a... especially there was uh, some real uh, kind of signs of that, wasn't it? You know, 
the one goes shot wide early on. Um, mm. You know, even though Wednesday did live dangerously at, to some extent in the first half, I felt like we were well on top. Um, and then the danger seemed to be coming from midfield. You know, Barry Bannon hit the bar. There was quite a lot going on, and it, it was all really positive. Um, mm. I mean, Steve, Stevie, how did, you know, how did you feel, do you feel that we deserve to get um, our noses in front before the half-time whistle? I think on balance of play with the chances that we had, nobody would have argued that um, if we'd have scored the goal or a goal before half-time, um, that we'd have been value for it. Um, just going back to Luongo, I'm, I'm a big fan and I was really pleased to see him get a start on Saturday. Um, he's had a couple of cameos here and there and um, you know, whenever he's, he, he's, he's been called upon, he puts himself about, he's got an enthusiasm and you know, we talked about Pelopessi maybe being from a, a, a sort of an old regime and being a little bit tarnished. I actually like the fact that Luongo's come in as a, as a sort of a new bod in, in a very established squad and he's putting himself about and he's really pressing, he, he's, he's pushing Bannon, he's pushing much. Um, he's deep, displaced Lee and I, you know, I think I've spoken previously about my, my secret man crush on, on Kieran Lee. I think he's a <laughs> new player and has made a real difference you know, since he's, he's been back. The fact that, you know, for whatever reason, you get a, a new regime coming in with Gary Monk and he's decided that he's going to nail his, his, his colours to the mast, if you like, and sort of say, look, we're going to take Lee out of the firing line. I don't know if that's because they're using him sparingly with his sort of history of injuries, but um, Luongo coming in, I think, has been a real breath of fresh air. Um, gets about the pitch really well and I think he's you know at times on Saturday linked up really well with Bannon and as you said Pelopessi I thought we looked really steady in midfield yeah. really, really positive I agree would you, I agree would you say if you know if you had to identify um, the player in the Wednesday midfield who should be most threatened by um, the sign of the one going and his emergence as a real um, you know he's got the ability to really really fly at this level you know who's most worried is you know is it Hutch is it Kieran Lee I mean is it Pelly Pessi even though of course they they played alongside each other this weekend well, I think um, I think to be honest with you, Pelopessi has, has got an, he's, he's got a bit of a niche role, hasn't he? In the sense that nobody's going to be surprised when he sits on the bench, and if anything, he's, he's, it's more of a surprise that he starts. And I think he's got that role within the team that that will allow him to just sort of sit there and you know, when called upon, he's a he's a very good squad player. Um, mm -hmm. He's obviously Lee's currently sitting out at the moment. I think the one who needs to be sort of looking over his shoulder at the moment is probably Hutch. Yeah, I agree. You've got to look at... Um, I was thinking about this in regards to Hutch and Kieran Lee. I mean, the first thing with Kieran Lee is is he was out for nearly two years with injury. Yeah. How long does it get... I mean, you you might know this, Steve, but certainly more than me is. How, how does it get an athlete recover from that amount of time out on the side to then build physicality back up to be able to play football again day in day out I mean it can't be a, an immediate old train through pre-season and then you, you hit the, the floor running because he has been out for nearly two years hasn't it yeah it's, it's between 18 months and two years and, and you know I, I wouldn't profess to know Kieran Lee in terms of his, his rehabilitation and he's, he's, he's played he has played a lot more football I think you know hearing the rumours about how much football he was going to you know was he done was he ever going to play again Mm. played a lot of football over the last few months uh, mm. as I said I, I, I'm a fan, I think he, he adds a different dynamic to the group uh, when he's involved, if this is a period of just sort of resting him and, and, and keeping him fresh for whether that be some of the bigger games um, 
I have to say he, he, he hasn't necessarily been outstanding. He's, he's, he's always solid. Um, you know, he's not he's not had that man of the match performance or those man of the match performances that perhaps we'd have thought. Um, but it's, it, it, it will have been a readjustment for him coming back in. Mm. I think he's looked tired, hasn't it? Four weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think he looked tired. One game. Yes. Yeah. He he looked tired. Pretty early at Fulham, didn't he? Yeah, when he first came on, first saw him play, was it the uh, Espanol game? Um, he looked really sharp, and then gradually, as, as the season's gone on, he's looked more and more tired. and And I think that's down to he, he, he his body is still recovering <coughs> and trying to build that physicality back up. I mean, he's not exactly the biggest, well-built lad in the world, is he? No, no, he's not. I agree. No, I mean, no, but in regards to Hutch, I think Hutch does have to look over his shoulder. I do. I think there are people chomping at the bit. Um, and he's not getting any younger, and he's question mark over his fitness. Um, he's always going to be the guy who picks up the bookings, like he has done, hence why he's um, suspension. So, so there's got to be some there that fills that boots, haven't they? And it certainly looks like the one goal, certainly the way that Gary Monk is playing him, um, is given the licence to to do more he looks like he is a more complete player box to box than Hutch you know we we didn't see much of the uh, holding the ball going back to the centre backs uh, you know and, and passing sideways so um I'm sure, and you know, if you listen to Hutch in the the commentary box, and you know, I've, I've listened to the highlights and watched the highlights <laughs> on YouTube, um, he's buzzing. He's absolutely buzzing about the team spirit. He's buzzing about the performance of uh, his comrades that are out there when he's not. But there's got to be a little voice in the back of his head that's saying, you know what, you're um, you know, you're getting put in the shade a little bit here because you know certainly you know Bannon's undroppable at the moment. Um, and mm-hmm. Luongo is seriously staking his claim. So, uh, it's it, if you're playing, uh, you know, central midfield, and for Hutch, of course, the, the alternative was always that he drops back into the back four. Um, and we've got, you know, some really, 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 really quality players there as well. So you wonder what his role mm-hmm. is going to be going forward. But it it, it felt he didn't feel uncomfortable on Saturday um, when you listened no. to the way no. that he spoke. He felt like he is both obviously confident in himself and his place in the squad, but also. Um, I think he's a veteran. He understands the way that this, you know, this works. That um, he carries yeah, on working yeah. hard. It will get his chance, and it will be as a situational player rather than a kind of uh, you know skeleton key that can unlock every door. Yeah, I, mean, the, I think the other the other argument the other argument there, sorry, was you know we're, we're talking about Pelopessi going in there. There's nothing to say that he couldn't go and do the job that Pelopessi did on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. True, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see um, as we change the system, you know, between four three three and four four two. You know, of course, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But there's, um, a, you know, a certain Italian Argentinian who's uh, going to be coming back in to contention <laughs> as well. So, you know, there really is. I know we talk about an embarrassment of Richard in midfield, but certainly, even if we don't feel that any of these players really are playing at the absolute best that we've seen them in a Wednesday shirt um, they're certainly all competing for limited places it's going to be really interesting to see how Gary Monk accommodates um, their particular skill sets but also their particular personalities 
yeah, without a doubt. I think he's going to try and change the way they play as well. If you watch his interview after the game, he, he's wanting to increase tempo. He wants less holding up of the ball. He wants more urgency, which to me strikes of what we were a bit like in Carlos's first season, that we were down yeah. every team's throats. We were really pushing people. And, 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 and you know, we, we started to become a bit lethargic, haven't we? We you know, very slow playing it from the back, playing it back. Westwood getting the ball, holding on to it for too long. And, and Monk seems to want to really up that tempo. Look, let's face it, if we're at, at a team's throats, it brings the crowd up, doesn't it? And Hutch said that in his, his commentary. You know, When the crowd gets going, it really spurs the players on. Look, let the team spur the crowd on, then we'll spur you on as well. And let, let's let's do what Monk says. Let's up this tempo. Let's go for teams. And let's have a... You know, I, I think, unfortunately, sometimes, like in the whole game and probably the first half against Wigan, is we, we fall into this... Uh, we plod along, we plod along, you know, and, and really, I mean, we should have beaten Hull, shouldn't we? And, and, and I know that's in the past, but, you know, we, we fall into this and I'll just pass it around at the back and being a yeah, little bit possession slow with game. it. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. I, 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 it's, and it's funny, isn't it? Because for the first time, um, you know, probably since JJ, we've had a player who can be an outlet and really, you know, unlock, um, you know, that, those attacking moves. And, you know, again, if there's a motif so far for this season, it has been Kadeem Harris striding down the left, driving towards the byline, and and, and asking questions of the defence. And yet again, um, the goal came from Harris um, getting getting the ball, uh, not necessarily beating men, but driving that defence backwards towards its own goal and putting a ball of quality in. A little bit different from what we've seen because it went all the way across the goal. Um, Adam reached teed up Luongo and it was a fantastic finish, wasn't it, Stevie? It was, absolutely. Um, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I know, I know we're talking about Harry, Harris starting the, the move. It was actually Burner, wasn't it? It was. Right, well, yeah, yeah, it was. Coming out of yeah. like, defence. The, the, the uh, lovely little dink and then, and then he's, he's lost his head and kept going. <laughs> <laughs> the, commentary, um, the commentary in foot from Hutch is brilliant with that, isn't he? Where, where's he going? Uh, where's he going now? Very cultured. Where's he going? Where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those. If you're if you're playing on the you know Sunday morning football or a Saturday afternoon in the pub leagues, get back here. Get, get back <laughs> yes. Back yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? Who do you think you are? You're a centre back. He, he can do what he wants. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, you know, Harris has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, every time I come on here, I, I, I talk about how what a breath of fresh air he, he is and he, he's been absolutely fantastic a really exciting player to watch he's got quality um, I think we we were talking about Hutch's commentary he was talking about the fact that he's a, he's a right footed player that um, wants to play on the left but he's, he's very very good with his left foot he's got a great cross with his left hasn't he yeah he's got a great foot cross with his left foot yeah um, and I just think he's, he's an absolute outlet at all times um, even in you know literally the last kick of the game he was being pulled down because he was, he was breaking away again wasn't he so he's, he's yeah. energy for days and I think he's, he's, he's just been for me I can't remember a time where we've we've picked up a signing that's been as exciting as he has to be honest with you if there's one thing that um, that I can criticise uh, from Saturday it's the fact that Hutch's co-commentary um he called all of the players by their nicknames. So, you know, you yeah, had to cabs. literally learn cabs. who he was. Yeah, Cabs. <laughs> Going on and, and cabs, Mass. Yeah. 
Oh no, Mass. Uh, Mass has got the ball yeah, again. Uh, you know, so Cads uh, Mass. Yeah, we, look. You know, you're a, you're a, you're a great player and you're a great servant to the club, uh, and you're clearly a great teammate. But you're not helping the fans here. You know, come on. Yeah, at least give us a chance. <laughs> so we've talked about the entirety of Wednesday's midfield, including a player who was suspended. Um, there's one topic that divides Sheffield Wednesday Nation at the moment, and that is. Adam Reach. So um, this uh, this episode of Reach Watch, uh, which is brought to you in, con- in consideration with the uh, the Riverside Cafe, um, has got a lot of stick in the last seven days. Um, he's also got a lot of plaudits in the last seven days against Borough. He was you know Adam Reach that scores from twenty yards and thirty yards and forty yards etc. Um, on on Wednesday he was a a, a fat has been. Uh, carrying too much timber. <laughs> where, Simon, where, where do you fall on this? Because this is a, a topic that is uh, more contentious than Brexit. Okay, so this yeah. is 52 to 48%, and pe- there's fighting in the street at this point. Um, where do you fall on 2019 Adam Reach? What are you saying? He's an enigma, isn't he? Is our Adam Reach? He's uh, he's a bit like old Chris Brunt was when he played for us. Um, I love him. I like Adam Reach. I like Adam Reach. Um, I think he's heads above the parapets. He's not scoring the goals that he scored last season um, at the moment. Um, he nashes out challenges, uh, which I would imagine makes a lot of people go on his back, but. If you watch him off the ball, he he does a lot of movement off the ball. He creates a lot of space. Players players are still scared to death of him, so he he takes players with him. Unfortunately, I think because of social media, I think obviously we're doing reach watch and he is on the, you know, people are gunning for him. I don't think that helps him. I think he is a confidence player. Um, I. You know, people said at the Everton game, drop him, give him a give him a bit of a rest, and we played him. And really, I think we should have dropped him at that game. Um, obviously, the whole game didn't help. But yes, would you leave him out? It's, who would go in in his place? Murphy? Well, Murphy hasn't really pulled any trees up since he's come, has he? So, me personally, I would keep him in. He, need, he needs a good game, doesn't he? He needs to score a couple of worldy goals. Um, uh, I, I like the player personally. I just think that some of his frailties people pick on, but that seems to be the way, doesn't it, with some Wednesday fans? He's a I confidence player, isn't um, he? You know, I, like you said, he's a, he's quite a delicate flower, um, and I wonder whether whether Wednesday fans can can accept that in the same way that they accept a kind of blood and guts um, leave it all out on the pitch player like Hutch it, he's quite a a complicated player to understand understand his motivation um, uh, you know Stevie right now let's put it out there does he get into your midfield four he does because as size just said I, I I don't know who I'd put in front of him. Again, I think, although he's left-footed, I think the the, the, uh, the fashionable thing now is to play the, the weaker foot on the opposite side. So him putting him from the, the, the right-hand side is actually a, a better fit for him. Um, and I actually like him when he does that. And when he's on it, you know, I think he plays really, really well. Um, I think he's a better player than Harris. I think he's more effective than Harris. Um, you know, Harris hasn't really pulled any trees up for me either. Um, you know, 
who would go in there in his stead um, if we're going to play the formation that we're playing Forestier who doesn't like playing from the right and obviously he's coming back I don't see anybody else up there um, and I you know I do I like him he's, he's he needs a bit of love he needs a bit of culture you know he's a bit of a cultured player I just think if if it's going to take one of those balls that drops over his shoulder and he hits it from 35 yards it goes in the top corner and then we're away at the races again aren't we so it's it's, it's just being a little bit patient with him um, and I'm sure it'll all come it'll all come good in the next few weeks I just Bear hope he's not it was, his, it, it was his assist on Saturday that we scored from yeah <laughs> I, 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 you know what the goal. <laughs> yeah and, and, and real vision there because that, that ball had come all the way across and instead of him trying to force something to happen for himself um, he just he, he played that simple ball back out to a player yes. who's in a much better yeah. position with a much better angle yeah, so that's a fantastic ball on the pl- a plate didn't he for him yeah. it was a brilliant ball he didn't have to do a great deal it was just he saw it went there you go Longo bang it in back at net and he did uh, it's the measure of the man and uh, yeah, I think we've got a lot of strong personalities in that squad uh, and if we you know, I think we can afford to have uh, so probably somebody who is more uh, emotionally fragile and probably does hear the cat calls from the crowd uh, more readily than, than others but uh, you know, it, like you said he's crying out to have one of those games where he just shows the class that he has because if you look at him um, you know, he's got as much class as anybody in uh, in the squad that we've got at the moment. Um, so, one nil up to the Wednesday. Um, it, let's wrap up the game because not very little happened after the goal. We controlled it pretty well. We had the ball in the net from Fletch. Mm. Uh, that was never offside, was it? Let's be honest. Nah, nah, nah. never offside. Man on the line. So, it, you know, it should have been two 0 Didn't matter in the end. Uh, Wednesday run out one 0 winners. A little bit of a applaud it for Kieran Westwood um, a couple of really really strong saves um, but generally speaking I think it was a case of job done you know you expect Wednesday uh, in the position they're in with the players that we've got to handle Wigan at home and we did it it wasn't particularly flamboyant but it was uh, effective and, and it kind of had that Gary Monk stamp all over it um, so another victory Wednesday do ping pong these wins and then defeats a little bit this season but the sum total of it all is that the international break has started Wednesday are sitting in eighth and we are only one win off the top at this point we're not looking at the table necessarily so let's forget that there's three points separating us from the promised land Um, with the eye test with the way that we have played and the results that we have put together uh, Sai do you feel like we're legitimate contenders or would you say that Wednesday are pretenders at this point uh, if we'd be in Hull on Tuesday night then I probably would have said that we've got a chance also we'd be top of the league wouldn't we what we've got to do we've got to stay where or where there or thereabouts haven't we I hate mentioning that lot across the other side of the city, but last season they stayed there or thereabouts all season and it were other teams that cocked up and then let them run through to, to get second spot. We've got to stay up there. We've got to bring some consistency in. Losing 1-0 away at Hull is not consistency, is it? 
So we've got to pick up on them silly little games that really we should have won uh, and, and get three points or a draw out of those at least. You know, and then, you know, because, I mean, look at Fulham now. They seem to be flying after we beat, after we drew with them. Um, we, I don't think we're the finished article. I think we're some way off. But a lot of people have put us down to mid-table. I, I think we're better than that. And I think that Gary Monk can make us better than that. So... Look, top six, keeping the top hunt. Christ, there's a, a, a cigarette paper's breadth between all of us, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, I, the only thing for me is we're, we're sitting where we're sitting at the moment, and I think I've, you'll you'll correct me if I'm wrong. We, we've played a lot of teams in the bottom half of the table, haven't we? Um, we've got some yeah. tough games coming up. Uh, I think we've only played three out of the top half, I think. Um, so, you know. It's, it's a bit of a loaded question. Are we top the contenders? I don't think we can answer that until we've played the likes of your Swansea's, your, you know, mm. your Leeds. We've got some big games coming up and give it a month or so. Plus the, the fact that Monk's come in and he's trying to stamp his authority and, and you know, change his style of play, if you like. You know, we are playing in a, diff- a different way. He is bringing a different regime in there. Um, Lots of different, lots of moving components at the moment. So it's, it's it's a very very difficult question to answer. It feels like we're missing that statement win so far, doesn't it? You know, if we if we could go in and convincingly beat a Leeds um, or a West Brom, you know, it doesn't yes. have to come right now, but it's going to have to come at some point. Um, I think until that point, I don't think we can say that we're legit in in you know in the hunt. But what we have to do is keep ourselves in a position where we are only one of those wins away from people going, hang on a minute, uh, yeah, this Wednesday team are for real and they've got the quality all the way through the side because it certainly it looks like we do. In spells, it looks like we have a, a squad that is a match for pretty much anything that this division can throw at us. Uh, and it's disappointing that we have had... You know, matches like the whole match. You know, you can get away with a few of those unexpected defeats, but you need to balance them off with, like I said, statement wins. So, from my point of view, I'll be looking for at least one of those before I start thinking that we are, you know, at least as good as we were, um, uh, you know, in the the, the promotion run seasons, you know, a few years ago. So, uh, we'll we'll kind of see how it goes, but. It, it it still feels like we're, we're obviously we are within touching distance but it feels like performance wise we've got enough in the tank we just need to put it all together yeah I think um, look we, we haven't like, like Steve says we haven't played any of the teams near the top um, we used to have good records against them over the last few years and it was the teams below us that we were struggling against you know the Burtons and the Barnsleys and the Rotherhams at the time so you know if we can then start getting some points against the teams above us and bear in mind there's nobody running away with this league at the moment is there even those teams above us aren't running away with it no, absolutely no, not. not. And, and, you know, and, and there isn't, no one has stamped their authority on this division in the way that usually yeah. there is one team. Um, mm. And, you know, so while while that continues, there's hope. Um, and if yes. there's one thing that I would say is that the international break often um, forms that kind of bookend to someone going on a run that separates them from everybody else. So, you know, if, if not us, you know, if, if not us, then when? If, if not us now, then how? Um, 
you know, let's just see what happens. So the PFA Championship Player of the Month nominations are out and uh, as it seems to be quite normal, um, both Barry Bannon and Stephen Fletcher have been nominated for Wednesday. Uh, it certainly seems like they're almost regarded as uh, Sheffield Wednesday royalty as far as the fans of the Championship and, and those observing the Championship are concerned. They're certainly our marquee players. Um, side, do you, you feel that this is, is this lazy journalism or... Do you feel that you know they are there on merit? And it, you know, even if so, do you feel that there are any other players that the uh, the lens should be focused on as far as those who've, who've pulled on the blue and white stripes this week? Oh, I think I think those the, those two are pretty much the the, the leaders there. I, I think um, Fletch for me has been a revelation this season. I think he's been absolutely superb. I, I really, when he when he signed and obviously he signed for nothing, but was on big wages and there was the photographs of him with all his Lamborghini and stuff. It was all a bit, uh, and he came in and and, and he, he sort of uh, didn't pull any trees out. Bannon, I've been a lover of Bannon since he came. I think he's been superb. He loves the club, so they're great. Have you seen that um, soundbite from where they're, they're commentating on 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 uh, was it the Wigan game? Um, it's it's or is it the oh, Fulham game? I think it's the yeah, Fulham it the, game. Actually. It was the Fulham game, wasn't it? Absolutely hysterical. Yeah, it was a Fulham game. Oh I mean, my life! It and they bounce off each brilliant. other like like the two yes. Ronnies, isn't it? You know, they've obviously yes. they've played together yes. for so long. They've been mates yes. for so long. Um, it's yes, yes. And, and you know, it, and it works it, on the pitch as well, doesn't it? Yes, and and you see that you saw that when when. Um, when they scored, it was arm round him and stuff like that. It was it was all all really good. So I I like the two of them, and I think they should be. How are they not getting in the England? Uh, sorry, in the Scotland squad. How, why is that? What's going on? Well, there's a reason why they're not getting the England squad uh, because obviously well, exactly. both because they're not Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it certainly does seem strange every time. And you know what? Because I don't care about Scotland's performance on the international stage, um, actually, every time yeah. they get snubbed, I'm actually thinking, yeah, that's fine for me because that means there's no injuries, there's no tiredness, there's no absolutely. fatigue. Um, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep absolutely. them, mate. We'll absolutely keep them for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think in a couple of, year, couple of years down the line, if Berner carries on like he is, he'd be a nice one to be that the man you know paraded as as the the, the man for Wednesday because I think he he turned into a bit of a hero but those two boys you know they're stalwarts in our club now and long may that continue so speaking of uh, stalwarts and, and guys who've pulled on the blue white stripes with distinction um Gary Hooper who of course <laughs> yeah you know, I, I think when he joined Wednesday um the, there was a bit of a disconnect between who he was uh, as a player and what his agent uh, managed to negotiate for him. And, it, you know, he was a very, very generously remunerated member of our squad. Um, I think that probably contributed to the, the decision made to, um, to release him at the end of last season. However, it, it seems like he's landed on his feet because uh, I've been checking his Instagram and he's been posting from a, a hotel just outside the Besiktas Stadium in Istanbul and it's it's uh, triggered quite a lot of speculation. Um, firstly, that maybe he'll be joining uh, one of these you know giant Turkish clubs for maybe one last payday. But also, some people are saying that uh, the, the news is that he's going to go and join a team in the Iranian Football League. Now, I know there's a lot mm. of money washing around in Asian football at this point. Um, 
I can't imagine Gary Hooper uh, taking that jump. So, what is going on, Si? I, well, you've got to ask yourself a question. Obviously, we didn't give him a contract. Was that down to money or the fact he'd been out for such a long time with injuries? And the fact that nobody snapped him up? You know, you'd have thought with the money the guy's on, he probably doesn't need to earn a huge amount of money. So why hasn't he gone to another championship club? Um, so, obviously, he's now looking abroad. Now, Iranian league, I don't know much about Iranian football. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, if you I, I do, believe there hey. are a number of... Human, human rights issues against women in, uh, in that, Iran and, and his missus might struggle um, we, going we out are abroad we're a broad church here at the Wednesday week if there is uh, any of our listeners who are uh, intimately familiar with the workings of the Iranian league then uh, let us yes. know but yeah yes. like you say yes. I, I can't imagine that Mrs Hooper is jumping with joy at the idea of no. uh, <laughs> heading heading to whoever whoever it is the Iranian champions albeit you know an, an Asian yes. powerhouse um, I can't imagine yes. that the, the, they have the equivalent of Ecclesall Road that is going to uh, hold a candle to the original no, no and I, I, I think he, they might be struggling and, and then obviously when it comes to the point of being bombed by the Americans and having sanctions it might be difficult to you know to get his Ferrari out of the garage um, yeah I think probably Turkish <laughs> is a little bit more um, where he could be heading. I, I do, I do think to myself, why isn't he signed for another club? There's got to be something underlying there. Either the guy's wanting a bucket load more money, or basically fitness-wise, he's not all there. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's probably, or maybe the truth lies between the two. I mean, obviously his his performance level has dropped off, you know, in that last twelve months with us, um, but. Yeah, if his agent is still looking to demand those sort of wages, then I can't imagine there's too many clubs who are going to take, nah. uh, you know, take that risk, are they? So um, no, no, we'll no, see. No, but no, we'll keep a BDI on it here at Wednesday Week headquarters, and uh, yeah, you know, never ever write this off. We may do a live podcast. You know, Fudge is that madcap. He will probably just do a weekender in Tehran just for the hell of it. So look out <laughs> look out for that in short order. Um, yes, yeah, so a former Wednesday player in Hooper um, uh, possibly flying the coop. Uh, one uh, much loved Wednesday fan, a uh, Wednesday player uh, coming back into the coop because Fernando Forestieri has uh, served his seemingly endless Shawshank Redemption-like sentence, and his ban has now expired. He's coming back to the Wednesday, um, and he's got a closed doors match against Rochdale as a tune-up coming up. So, when we're all back from this exciting international break, there's a chance that we might see Fessy back again. Um, how how do you see this one playing outside? Well, I've read somewhere on, on Twitter that he's struggling to play that Friday night because he's got a double shift at Rawson Springs in Hillsborough. So um, <laughs> he's been doing a bit of bar work, hasn't he? And then yeah. I, think he's doing, I think he's doing our conifers on the Saturday after he's cut lawn. So, well, you know, he's, he's got uh, to fulfil all of his contracts first and then he can go back to playing football. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm 
look, we we were talking about after he he received his ban, he went he went very quiet, didn't he, on um, social media? And I remember you talking a while ago that the happy Fezzi has him on 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 Instagram with Johnny and and making laughs and jokes. And he disappeared, and then he's reappeared again. And um, he seems to be happy, smiling. Look, if we can get the Fernando we had that first season when we signed him from Watford, if we can get that Fernando back, then oh. it would be brilliant, won't it? Absolutely. I, oh, it would be amazing. It would be great to, because that's the one thing that probably this squad is missing. It's that kind of talismanic figure. Um, and, and Yes. Fe- Fessy has flattered to deceive in that respect, hasn't he, for the last, at least the last two seasons. Uh, and mm. I wonder whether I think, he'll ever think- get it back. I think again, the man who should not be named who buggered off to the northeast, and hopefully will be getting the sack soon. Um, he sort of started a, a renaissance with Forestieri. Um, yeah. You know that that goal he scored against Norwich. He, he started coming back, and I thought, oh, this is really good. And then obviously, what happened? Um, re what had happened the year before um, over in Mansfield came back and reared its ugly head. Um, and that sort of put a downer on everything again. But he seems to be smiling again. And, and I'm hoping Gary Monk... Gary Monk seems to be somebody who's come into this squad and said, this is a clean sheet. I've got these the players I've got. This is the, uh, They've got to impress me. Uh, I'm not going to have any preconceived ideas about people. Everybody's got to try and prove their worth. And he seems to be showing that, bringing Pelopessi into the side. You know, these sort of things, he, he's open to it. I think with Forestieri, hopefully it'll be a new breath of life. He's still a good player. He's somebody that you won't want running at you. Um, no. And, and I think that's what we need, that little bit of somebody in the side who's not predictable. And, and, and if anything, Fezzi is that person who's not predictable. <laughs> yeah, is he ever? I think, honestly, um, yeah. his value, even if he's not doing what he used to do, he's producing that magic and winning games on his own, he's going to take so much attention away from the Bannons, yes. from the Reaches. Um, you know, yes. from now, the Kadeem Harrises, that yes. he's going to actually spread the play and give us, uh, mm. you know, an opportunity to, uh, to really fly. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what Gary Monk can cook up for him, but certainly, like you say, it looks like he's coming back with that sunny disposition, that smile on his face, yes. and that's yes. that's the sort of fessy that gets results, isn't it? Yes, watching him cutting the lawn that was brilliant. Um, the working in working in the in the restaurant making cocktails. Yeah, you know, he seems to be really enjoying it. And there was a picture his wife was at a do, and he wasn't there, and it's something along the lines of oh, missing Fernando, and I think he was training or something like that. You know. He's thrown himself into it. I'm hoping this is the, you know what, um, English Football League, buggy you. You know, <laughs> I, I was cleared from a court of law. Then you decided to come in and ban me anyway. I'm going to show you that this this player is not over and out. I'm going to prove you yeah. wrong, and I hope he does. Yeah, and, and, and certainly he'd become a bit of a pantomime villain in the eyes of other fans as well. So he's almost like yes. he's proving, you know what? I'm a good guy. I'm not one of the bad guys. I'm one of the good guys, and, uh, yes. and I'm going to I'm going to show at least my own fans. There's going to be no doubt in any Wednesday fans' mind that he's here for the right reasons, and he's going to do everything yeah. he can to not only be that talismanic force on the pitch, but also kind of almost take that leaf out of Samido's book and become that unifying presence in the dressing room and between the fans yes. and the squad. So, uh, you know, let's, yes. let's hope it happens. Let's hope it happens. You know, yeah. certainly, oh, there's, yeah, there's that, there's that clean slate now and let's, let's go at it. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. pretty much all the Wednesday news for this week. Uh, as we said before, 
it's international break time. There is no match this weekend. Um, normally, I would throw to Stevie here, uh, but unfortunately, uh, now Fernando is training again. Stevie has had to go off and serve pints in bars and uh, and wait tables at restaurants. So, uh, no. In all seriousness, techni- technical gremlins have called time on Stevie's involvement tonight. So. Um, we will move to a finish with just I and Si. Um, what are you going to be doing, Si, this weekend with no Wednesday to pique your interest? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to be watching my little boy on uh, Sunday. Um, he plays for Dinnington Town under 12, so they've got a game at home. So if anybody wants to come down, it's free to enter, uh, free to come down and, and watch. The, they've lost the last two games, so we need to pick me up. So it'd be great to have a crowd there about 22,000 um, uh, it's it's uh, cups of tea at £1.50 we do hot dogs at £2 um, yeah uh, that's my Sunday um, uh, Saturday I'm not quite sure what we're doing but no um, it's mainly uh, grassroots football this weekend like pretty much every uh, dad out there um, yeah. and it would be nice I think I think some team I think some it'd be nice if more people who weren't the parents came down and watched some of these games because there's some good little players out there some great little players out there who haven't been picked up by big clubs and, and long may that continue because they enjoy playing it and a lot of people give their time up at weekends everybody who's involved with grassroots would understand that and and maybe we should support our grassroots teams more because it's difficult and it's difficult to keep running and it's difficult to get referees and and they're not the best of pitchers. So, yeah, that's that's my weekend, mate. What about you? I, I don't know whether it's the same at Ditto, but um, at First Falcons, it's, it is super awesome that um, all of the teams play on the same load of pitches. So we've got a yes. big kind of... It's a, I call it a complex. It's not. It's a couple of fields that are marked out. And like you say, the pitches aren't the best pitches. But to get to the under-12s, which is where my son plays as well, um, you've got to go past the 7s and the 8s and the 9s and the 10s. Uh, yes. And yes. You, you kind of relive those times that you've been the parent standing <laughs> at those five-a-side games and those seven-a-side games. Um, but yes. there's a real sense of community there at grassroots junior football. And I, I wouldn't is, change it for the world. A lot of the kids as well, you'll find the younger brothers play for the teams below or the older yeah. brothers play for the teams above. And, and you look at the pitches and go, Christ, did our, did, did our Ethan actually play on a pitch that small? <laughs> um, so so we, we're playing F- AFC Pogmore on Sunday and kick-offs at 12 o'clock. So if anybody wants to come down behind the resource centre at Dinnington and come and cheer the mighty Phoenix on, they're more than welcome. That you are m- much more organised than the uh, the Teesside Junior Football Alliance uh, of which we are part. Because I know I know that we're playing we've got our first home game of the season after four consecutive away games. But I've got no idea uh, of kickoff times and probably won't do until Friday night. So uh, we'll you know we'll we'll kind of get through that. But uh, yeah, so I will be doing that and then I am hot footing it down to London. I'm going to watch the NFL at Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium. Going to see how the other half oh, live wow. both both in terms of um, our American brethren but also uh, the Premier League so um, I'm looking forward yeah. to that uh, but if you're yeah, not doing yeah. either of these things uh, it's non-league day as well this weekend when it been an international break they do this every year mm-hmm. uh, normally we say go and watch Stocksbridge Park Steels go and watch Sheffield FC um, go and watch Hallam but everyone every one of our quote-unquote Local Sheffield teams are away. Um, and so the slate looks like uh, Swallow Nest, Miners Welfare, 
they're playing at home or Kiverton. So if you're um, in basically on the M1 corridor, you've probably got a good chance there. Uh, other That's than it. that, yeah. Other than that, then yeah, Sunday morning junior football. Honestly, it's where it's at. And even if the foot, if you're not interested in the football, um, like Sai says, there's normally a really good butty van. You get the get that that Sunday morning. Uh, you know, blow the cobwebs out from the from the night before uh, and enjoy a bit of amateur football because uh, the, the passion there is it certainly matches what we see at Hillsborough on a Saturday. Oh yeah. I get as upset when my boy loses as I do when when Wednesday lose. Oh, tell me about it. There, there have been times when he's had a good win and it's made up for anything that Wednesday have done uh, the day yeah, before. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So uh, yeah, we're almost done uh, this evening. Only one other bit of business, and we don't get into politics on the Wednesday week because I mean, mainly because Lord Hillsborough, being uh, being his lordship, is a rabid Brexiteer, um, and, and you know we we don't want to get into arguments, but. Um, one thing that's come out that's probably relevant to fans everywhere this week is that Jeremy Corbyn, uh, amongst the policy announcements that he's made at the uh, the Labour Party conference, uh, he's talked about football and how uh, fans of football clubs have been disenfranchised in the, the modern era. Um, and he's pledged that, much like the Bundesliga, that fans will get a say in the running of their club um, should a Labour government be elected. Um, Given that our fan base um, are basically in open civil war over whether Adam Reach is good or shit at the moment, uh, uh, does this feel like a good idea or do you feel this could be the worst threat to Wednesday's future um, currently existing on the planet? Well, didn't didn't we have it before? Didn't we have it before with Wednesdayite anyway? That we had uh, that they were part shareholders, weren't they? In the club and had some amount. Bloody rubbish! Yeah, (laughs) rubbish. Um, There's always going to be factions for and against, isn't there? In any football club, and I think there was at the time, wasn't there? That I think there were there was talk about we wanted Ken Bates to come in, and and Wednesdayite was for that, and it it, it all got a bit mucky and horrible. I can understand the model and I can understand I mean he was up in Newcastle wasn't he which is yeah. probably the, the best place to actually say chairman's a crap let's get rid of che- football chairman to get back to the fans if it was, if it was ever going to go anywhere let's go to the northeast, to Newcastle and let's um, you know free Xboxes for all um, nobody has to pay the student loans back everything's all good and fantastic isn't it, it it's it, it, I can understand it but then if you come back into would somebody want the fans being involved at Tottenham for example when these businesses are running them um, you're right you know we can't agree with each other so how are we going to be able to run a football club I, I, I can understand the thinking but in, in in Germany does it actually work like that in Spain does it actually work like that you know there are big companies behind these these uh, clubs as well isn't there yeah and, and certainly um, I think in Germany which is probably the most functional system that is out there uh, it, it works it clearly works domestically uh, but the sum total of it is still that Bayern win nine years out of ten um, and the yes. sum total is that Bayern still can't compete with the evil capitalist clubs of you know of, of France and England and Spain and Italy yes. when it when it comes down to it yes. so it, it yes. does seem like an odd one I I certainly would would worry about uh, the ability of Wednesday to both accommodate um, Dave on yes. series very autocratic 
style of management with uh, a, a voice of the fans, even if that voice of the fans was uniform uh, and not uh, yes. a, a, a collection which, which of the, idiots howling at the up. moon. <laughs> but where do we want? Where do we want to be? And I know, I know, our chairman has, has got his detractors. But where do we want to be? Do we want to be in the situation now where we're actually being able to spend an amount of money and, and the players that we've got on the pack? Or do we want to go back to the Dave Allen days where we're living hand to mouth? And yes, we had Wednesday Night who were trying to make a difference, but we had a, a chairman who hated them. Do we want to go back to those days, or do we want to be where we are now, where we have got a pot to piss in, and we can actually spend a little bit of money, and we're actually going somewhere? You know, I, I know which where I'd rather be, um, and but I'm sure there are lots of people there who look back at it, back on it fondly, and say, "Oh, I wish it were in them days where the fact that the players had to pay for their coaches to go to away games." And so on and so forth. So I know where I'd rather be, and, and I'm 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 fairly happy where we are at the moment. I've just had a tweet from at Cavan Walker saying uh, I would like to go back to 2007, please, if that's at all possible. I'm sure he would. Not, yeah, I'm sure not, he would. Not sure who he is, but thank you for your input. Um, right, <laughs> that's that's just about it from the Wednesday week uh, tonight. Um, yeah, as I said, it's been a bit of a, a dry week, but hopefully uh, by the time we reconvene in a week's time, we'll all be chomping at the bit and salivating ahead of the return of the Blue and White Wizards to action because there is plenty more to come and as we always say past that second international break we get into the meat and veg of the season the nights are getting longer um, it's getting colder it's going to be uh, the, you know those nights at Hillsborough those days at Hillsborough that really define our season um, in the meantime thank you to Stevie Spence if you want to talk to him on Twitter at Spendog that's D-O-double-G just like Snoop because he's an OG gangster um, if you want to talk to me it's at Sausage Arms on Twitter as always always uh i'll be at the spurs stadium on sunday watching american hand egg um but i'm always available to chat to and si if anyone wants to get hold of you how is the best way to do that yes if you want to get hold of me on twitter i am simon jixer g-i-x-e-r 1000 you can talk to me about goings on at griffin park or how dave allen's time has been changed Sheffy wednesday is far better than now <laughs> 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 Bloody rubbish! Bloody rubbish! <laughs> Fantastic, Bloody guys! Rubbish. <laughs> so, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the ongoing Sheffield Wednesday discussion. We'll be back next week. I believe that Dan Fudge is back in the hosting chair. Um, but until then, uh, enjoy your weekend, and more importantly, enjoy your time. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there. 
there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.